0: This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock, and you're listening to Music Mania. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... we bang! Yeah!
1: You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Switzer. Welcome to the Music Mania Podcast, a true house of pain this week, because we are going to be welcoming Rick Rule, frontman from Every Mother's Nightmare, a band I've been a fan of for many years now a band that's still out there they just put out a new album it's called Grind it is just what you'd expect from the high octane straightforward rockers from Memphis, Tennessee and we're going to be talking with Rick about the band's upcoming tour dates the latest album the legacy of the band going back to the debut and songs like Love Can Make You Blind Walls Come Down and of course House of Pain they became staples on MTV's Headbangers Ball and then the follow up album Wake Up Screaming that is my favorite album of theirs by far the salt. Songs like Slip and Fall, Already Gone, Bang to the Bone, I am have just been a fan of this band for a long time, and I know they get a lot of respect out there uh, among the hard rock community, and it's great to be able to catch up with Rick and talk about um, everything that they've done and everything they've got coming up, man. He's a, he's a straight-down-to-earth guy. We really appreciate um, the interview and being able to talk to him this week. As things are just off and running here on the Music Mania podcast, I tell you what, the uh, the cold air of winter is behind us. We are heading off into spring and summer, which means more concerts, more time outdoors, more having fun with your friends and family. And that's what it's all about for us here on the Music Mania podcast. And we are kicking it off in style here with Rick Rule. This is an interview I've uh, really been wanting to get for a long time and finally was able to make the connection with The band's management. And now here we go. It's on. We've got Rick Rule coming up right after I tell you about our sponsor. the CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. For over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. I have bought 95% of the music I still own today from CD Warehouse. CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Guys, they buy, sell, and trade. That is in Gladstone, Missouri. CD Warehouse. Hit them up. Randy Ringer. And I'll tell you what. Let them know that Music Media Podcast sent you, and they'll give you a discount. That is true. Rick Rule. Hey, man. I tell you what. It's great to hear from you. How's everything going? Welcome to the show. This is a huge pleasure for us, my friend. How's it going? Oh, man. It's going great. How y'all doing? Oh, wonderful. I'll tell you what. You know, it's uh, something about this time of year. Winter starts kind of heading on the horizon. You've got spring coming up. That means you know spring and summer concerts coming up can't beat this my friend that's
0: right man <laughs> get out on the road
1: <laughs> that's, that's right absolutely and uh you know a lot going on for uh for you guys for every mother's nightmare this summer man you guys got some some shows the one i'm so pumped about coming up uh, you guys are gonna be at the whiskey a go-go coming up here june 21st how cool is that that's gonna be awesome
0: Oh, uh, man, you know, it's our first time we've played up there a bunch. We never got to play the Whiskey, so, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: did, did you guys play any any of the clubs, uh, you know, back in the back in the early 90s in L.A.?
0: Um, Man, we played, uh, we, we used to stay up there at the Franklin Plaza Suites. We played everywhere. Remember, we played Spice Room, we played uh, Viper Room, played everywhere, but uh, we just never got to, got to get into the... The whiskey, better uh, looks like we're going through
1: now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is that is too cool, and it's just awesome. It seems like you know this band with uh, you know uh, had a, had a kind of an infusion, and this started a few years ago. I think it was you know five six years ago. You guys played Rocklahoma and really got things back on track. I mean, talk about how important that gig was for you guys, kind of getting to where you guys are now.
0: Man, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, uh, we've put the band back together, and it, it kind of hooked us up the first time with Bill Chavis, the guy from Highmont Records, you know. Uh, you know, uh, it just kind of put everything back in per- perspective for me. And, uh, you know, even though I, I lost two guitar players after that, you know, uh, uh, you know, it just uh, kind of gave me a, a little bit of a break and, uh, and just wanted to, to try something new. And, uh, you know, that's when I started writing this record here uh you know, I just wanted to try something uh, with, with a different producer, and try something a little, a little different, a little new, and uh, try something the new way, and. Uh it turned out great. I'm
1: happy as crap. <laughs> <laughs> Love hearing hear that, Rick. I tell you what, to talk about the album, it's uh, the album's called Grind. It came back, came out back in 2017. This was your first uh, Every Mother's Nightmare studio album in, in 15 years. Talk about how important that was for you guys to, to come up with this album. And to me, it is nothing but what you'd expect from Every Mother's Nightmare. Straight ahead, high octane, rock and roll. That's what you guys bring, and that's what this album was, man.
0: Oh, uh, that's exactly, man. Uh, you know the whole idea when, uh, when I went to the studio. I, when I uh, I got in touch with Justin Reimer, the producer, and uh, he's uh, he's got a little bit of a twist on the way he likes to record. And uh, you know, I wasn't even for sure if he would even mess with a, a band. You know, uh, we were considered an '80s band, you know, just because of the time that we were signed. But uh, you know, we went in there with one song. We went in there and did Loco Crazy, and uh, you know, it just turned out it just turned out really cool. You know, I just, uh, we did a little flip on it, and. Uh, you know, kind of brought it up to date a little bit, and uh man, I can't be happier, man. It's it's uh, it's been a beautiful thing. We've been playing all over the country, and the the old fans have been coming out in drums and a bunch of new fans, and a uh, man, it's uh, you know, it was a uh, it was a beautiful thing for us. It was a, a huge stepping stone in our, career, you know, to get us back on track and uh, get back out there in the in the public and just do our thing, you know.
1: And that's what you guys uh, you know have been known for and you guys have you know several shows listed throughout the summer and you can go to your website emnrocks.com, to see all the dates. you got a couple shows in California and Washington, Utah, Colorado. so kind of a West Coast swing, but you know you never know where you guys might pop up man. I know you guys always you know probably will plan for more shows. It's just got to be great being out on the road and, and playing these songs and, and people showing up like you said in droves to, to see this. Uh, it's got to be just a gratifying feeling yeah. for you man. It's got to be really cool. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, man. I
0: went to 80s in the park down in Florida and, uh, played with a bunch of bands from the day, you know, and, uh, it, it was just, yeah, it's just, just good to be, uh, be back out. You know, we're getting to do our first, uh, overseas run this year, so we're looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're throwing dates at us left and right, you know. With, uh, but we've got a bunch of tentative dates. We've got about twenty dates that are lined up, but I haven't got them, uh, I haven't put them on the website yet because uh, nothing's in stone yet. So as soon
1: as I put it in stone, they'll all fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's, it tends to be how it works. is it Well, I you know you talked about, and I've always found this fascinating because Every Mother's Nightmare is a band that I you, you, I don't really compare to any other band because if I did, it'd have to be someone like um, Spread Eagle or you know you know Ugly Kid Joe, more of the straight ahead stuff. But you guys are yeah, compared. Uh, Spread Eagles, Spread
0: Eagles, one of my fans. We used to tour with some guys all the time. Uh, I lo- so that's that's a, that's a compliment.
1: To me. Well, yeah. we got to make that happen in two thousand. I mean, we I know they, they still like, go out and play some shows too. That'd be awesome in two thousand eighteen. But I tell you, in, in, in you know, talk about the timing of your guys' debut because I think that if anything else, you know, nineteen ninety, the debut um, on Arista Records comes out. You have the hits. You have you know, love can make you blind. House of Pain. Do, do, do the timing of that Do you think it was Hurtful at all Because you know You're already into the 90s Grunge was coming It was sort of the end Of the hair metal phase we'll Just kind of talk about The timing of that album And, and where you think You guys fit In the musical landscape uh, At the time it came out
0: Well I think You know Everybody considered us An 80s band But I think we are just uh, You know We were just a southern uh, Pretty much just a southern Rock and roll band I don't even know If we were a southern band We are just a rock band uh, But um uh, You know, I think we we just kind of fell in a, it was a funny time, you know, we were out on the road on our second record, and we were watching Grunge come in, you know, and, uh, you know, we were telling the record, like, what they were wanting, all they were wanting to hear was another Lucky Make Blind, and, you know, I'm I'm very proud of that, it got me where I I needed to be, but, you know, I was just watching, the music was coming in, it was more street, it was more, you know, gut and more real music, and uh, I watched it come in, and I, I had to see it happen, so, uh. I don't know where I fit in there, but I'm glad I'm still
1: in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fit in very high in my in, in my world in my catalog because you know. I, and the truth of it is, you know, I'm I'm a little younger. I'm only 34, but I came into into there's Nightmare and, and it was uh, it was way, the Wake Up Screaming album, which controversially, I'm going to say I am a bigger fan of. I, I, I think that's that's my favorite there's Nightmare album. I love Wake Up Screaming, man. I love that album. Like, and it does not get near oh, yeah, the, the man. respect, man. It doesn't get the respect.
0: Yeah, man, I, you know, I, the only thing about that record, I think I sold my soul to the devil because I put three songs on there that we, uh, we went for a little bit of money. You know, and, uh, I did three songs on there that I've, uh, that I didn't write and, uh, you know, I did it as a favor to Clive Davis and it kind of come back to bite me in the butt, but, uh, you know, live and
1: learn. I always tend to learn things the hard way. So <laughs> they're, they're, you got to learn in some way. But you know what? The truth of it is, uh, and, I, and I, you know, probably, you and know, I know the songs that you're probably referring to. But I think songs like "Already Gone," and I don't know if that's one of them. I, that's just an awesome song. You know, you might be a, it could be considered a ballad, but I think it's a great hooky song, and I think that holds up whether yeah. whether it was intended that way or not. You know, right? I
0: think the, the more song I'm talking about was like uh, I did a. Uh, a cover of, uh, Tobacco Road and uh, two other songs that, uh, one song, is, you know, is really good. Uh, I think I was told I Had My no Way that uh, I think the dude from Autograph wrote and, uh, you know, it was a good song. If it would have came out in 83 or something, it would have probably been tremendous. You know, it was just, uh, you know, grunge was coming in, like you said, you uh, it was just wrong timing. But the, the as far as the album, uh, I love the album. You know, it was, the, it was a, gr- a writing growth spurt for us. So, uh, you know, I was very proud of
1: it. And, and yeah, that's the thing is you could kind of see the progression of the band coming in. You know what it kind of reminds me of is a Skid Row's debut and then the transition to slave to the grind. Like I think that even though there was some you know softer songs, I think it was still had a heavier you know had a had a heavier straight ahead look. I, I love the you know you bang to the bone. Talk about slip and fall. That's my favorite song in the album. I love that's like straight. I love that song. Slip and fall is awesome, man. That, that's a great one. Slip and fall. I hope you still bust that out in the live set. That's guy. I, I really hope so.
0: Oh. You know, uh, a lot of those songs turn up, in, uh, uh we, we try to change up the set as much as possible. But, man, we're not going to play anything. You know, we'll, uh, we'll just end up playing some skinner songs and some other stuff, so...
1: <laughs> well, you t- talk about the Memphis music scene when you guys were coming up, I mean, I assume you guys, you know, were, you know formed or were coming up kind of in the, in, the, in the late 80s and things like that before you released your debut. Just talk about the Memphis music scene. You guys never really, you know, went to L.A. like a lot of the bands did. You stayed, in, stayed in, you know, in Memphis. Talk about the scene and kind of what was going on at the time in Memphis when you guys were coming up.
0: Well, when I first started trying to get a deal, you know, I started writing my first batch of songs for a deal and uh, everybody was going to L.A. and, you know, I was living in uh, Knoxville or Gallenberg, and, uh, you know, I was right outside of Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, and I was like, every record label in the whole country is right here, you know, an hour from my house, so first I moved to to Nashville, and uh, I got some contacts with my manager and stuff there, and then I moved to Memphis because the music scene down here, you know, with Bill Street, and, you know, it's the home of Elvis, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of rock and roll, and there's a lot of great blues down here, so... Uh, I came down here on a whim to do a, a thing called a Producer Showcase. And, uh, you know, I met like people like, uh, you know, the first people I met down here was like Wayne Sweeney, who's now at uh Zach Myers, uh, you know, just a bunch of uh, people like that, tour tour guys, and we're all still friends. So uh, the, I just fell into a music, uh, a bed of good rock and roll music and, and good people, and, uh, uh, you know, it's great.
1: Well, I, I, back in the day, I mean, you guys toured with bands like, uh, ch- like Cheap Trick and, and Dream Theater. You played a lot of uh, shows. But is there, you know, you talked about Spread Eagle and some, you know, they were uh, from Texas, I think. Um, the, you had guys like Junkyard from Texas, some some, some good uh, Lilian Axe from uh, Louis, Louisiana, some bands that, you know, weren't uh, from the L.A. scene. Are there, you know, bands like that, that you guys are, you know, kind of tight with today that, you know, you see out on the road? I mean, what kind of bands were you really tight with uh, back in the day and today?
0: Back in the day, I, I think I was. Uh, I, we used to go out with a band called a Circus of Power. I don't know if you remember those. Oh bands, yeah, but,
1: oh yeah. Uh, Dangerous Toys is another dude. one. Oh
0: yeah, man. uh, uh you know, like those, we went out with. Uh, I think we went out with a band, Sweet FA. I don't know if you heard of those. Oh,
1: definitely, <laughs> so, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but man, uh, you know, uh, as far as you know, we've we've been on the road uh, with on and off with tour to for. Band since our since our first record came out, you know, just uh, bands like that we've always been associated with. And, uh, you know, anybody that'll let us go out and play with them will take
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude to have. Now on uh, on on this new album, um, you had some really cool guest stars on on this album. Grind, talk about uh, some of the guys that were able to come out. I think it was Jim Dandy one of them.
0: Big Jim Dandy, yeah, wow. man. He was uh, he was in the. He was in the studio a couple nights with us, and uh, we were doing a, a song stand-up, and, uh, you know, they were just talking about maybe him doing some backups or just singing something on there. And uh, He came in one night, and I just told him to listen to it two or three times and just let him rip, let him do what he does. You know, he's been doing this longer than all of us, and uh, he's seen it all and done it all. So, uh, he jumped on the mic and started just, you know, doing some of his hairballs and some stuff like that, and, uh, man, it just, it just fits, so... Uh, you know, we had him and then like I said we had uh, you know, Zach Myers from uh, from Shinedown. He uh you know, he kinda hooked us up with the studio a little bit, so he uh he came in and playing on uh, played on Loco Crazy and then my buddy Wayne Sweeney, um uh, I was at a club one night and he came up to me and goes, How come uh, I'm not playing on your record? And uh, so the next day he was in there and I, uh, he played on Snake and uh man I was I was uh, you know, I was uh, I couldn't believe those guys would you know Take the time to, uh, to give a you know an old rock banda you know their uh, their talent for for a couple of songs and uh, they came in and like I said we've been friends forever and uh, uh, I am uh, uh, very
1: blessed that they did. I think that's what's cool about music is that it spans so many, especially in this genre that uh, that that. that... This rock and roll thing that we all, this universe we're all involved in, because you just it spans so many people. I mean, a guy like Jim Dandy, who you know, a lot of people think uh, you know David Lee Roth kind of stole his gimmick, and you know, but it's got to be cool for you. Someone you know, like uh, like Zach Myers of Shinedown, you probably find out. Let's just crazy because they're, they're a fan of yours and you don't maybe not even realize it but that you affected them in some way and they're here they're this band that's selling you know big arenas and stuff but you know it's got to be cool for you guys to to learn that you're that the bands like that are just a fan of yours yeah hey man i think i was probably
0: the first person to ever record jack myers when i had my friend Will uh, he was probably maybe 12 14 years old he was coming to my studio and recording his uh he was doing blue stuff and uh and man, uh, you know, we just became friends being his dad and him, uh, we're just you know, been friends this whole time and uh, it's a beautiful thing that they come
1: back and help an old guy out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rick, I tell you what I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't call f- you an old guy. You're they one of the young ones, man. Thing's just a fad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're one of the young ones, my friend. That's the that's that's not a bad thing at all. You're one of the young ones out there. That's that's gotta be Yeah. It's a positive, man. Well I tell you what. We're here in Kansas City, uh, you know, Rick. We're gonna have to get every other's nightmare here to the Midwest at some point. What do we have to do to make that happen? Because, you know, you'll have me there at the very least.
0: <laughs> Man, call Bill Chavis Bill Sheamus, at how long. Tell him to tell book us on out that
1: way. Hey, it, I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna get on get on that and make that <laughs> happen. Because uh, you know, again, Rick, just just a huge fan, and I tell you, it's it's really cool catching up with you and talking about this you know i uh every mother's nightmare is one of those bands that like growing i just i was such a huge fan of and it's always a band that you're like hey if you like you know if you if you like queen's Reich, check this out if you like you know dangerous toys if you like junkyard check out these guys and you're just one of those bands i think by oh, word yeah. of mouth got around you know you just guys kind of got around by you know people finding the albums it's so cool i love that
0: well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. you've
1: been talking to us. So uh, I appreciate it a bunch. Rick, <laughs> I'll hey. I'll buy you a cold drink when I see you. <laughs> hey, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, hold that. I'm gonna hold you to that, my friend. I'm gonna hold you to that, and we're gonna make that happen. I'll catch you guys out on the road. You can promise that, and I, you know, I'll be hitting up, uh, hitting up your manager uh, to put us on that guest list. You know, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm, I mean, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, buy that's a shirt hilarious. though. I will buy a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Rick, I'll tell you what, my friend. Thank you so much. Best of luck this summer and all the the shows coming up. Best of luck with the album. I know it's been received very well, and uh, we're huge fans of it. So thank you so much, my man. We'll catch up soon. Thank you, brother. Good luck out there. Well, that was a huge pleasure to talk to Rick Rule, to talk about Every Mother's Nightmare. The new album is Grind. Go to their website, emnrocks.com, to check out all the tour dates and to pick up the album. I highly recommend it. It is great, straight ahead, high-octane rock and roll, just like it was meant to be. These southern rockers do not mess around. This is not the typical you know L.A. band of the era. They definitely stood out. They are different their sound is different their look was different um in some ways i mean in, in a lot of ways they did get pigeonholed um with a lot of the the hair bands because of a song like house of pain uh or you know love can make you blind specifically so i tell you what guys we always appreciate you hitting that download button subscribing on itunes and youtube give us a follow on twitter at all the social medias be sure to uh you know leave a comment let us know how we're doing let us know what guests you would like to see and we will take it into consideration guys this is a great time of year we are off and running into the spring of 2018 and you are off and running here on the music mania podcast we've got your back all spring and summer long